G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. It's always important to remember the Bible isn't just about godly precepts. It has much practical application. And in today's program, we're going to see this application at work as we continue to learn the Gospel of Matthew. Our series is entitled The Kingly Messiah. Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. And here we have the Sermon on the Mount continued. This is the beginning of Matthew, Chapter 6. In fact, the Sermon on the Mount spans three whole chapters in this Gospel, chapters 5 to 7. So we're coming into the middle of this world-famous sermon, indeed the most famous sermon in all history, given on a mountain in Galilee overlooking the lake, the plain of Gennesaret, the mountains of Galilee, as well as the mountains of Golan. And here Jesus is going to teach us about charitable giving and about prayers. Now remember, it may be hard to imagine, and maybe not, but that charity always was considered vital thing we all do, remembering the poor. It was not something that governments did. It was something that the people of faith did. And so charitable thinking should be part of our whole way of life. Remember that when we think that it's only the government's responsibility, then we become less charitable. It's it's inevitable. When we see charity as something we do, no matter what anyone else does, including the government, then that's a whole different perspective. And Jesus is going to speak in this part of the Sermon on the Mount, about charitable giving, as well as the kind of prayers you should pray. Two very practical things. Now, almsgiving may not be a daily reality, but a charitable spirit is. Prayers should be a daily reality. It is the air we breathe spiritually. Without prayer, we are spiritually weakened. And when we're spiritually weakened, like being physically weakened, we are susceptible to all kinds of viruses, diseases, infirmities that otherwise we could resist if we were in a better physical condition. The same with the spirit world, and that's why we need to pray. It is expected, exhorted, and outlined not only that we should pray, but also how we should pray. Jesus is going to speak about the prayers of the heathen, the prayers of the hypocrites, as well as the prayers of the righteous. So there's a lot to learn here in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, as we continue to learn the Sermon on the Mount. For example, it says here, 
in verse 2 of Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Let's do verse 3. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. So, what it's saying is that when you give alms, and not just when you give alms or charity, when you do anything of a noble and godly nature, don't try to point attention to yourself. Look at me, look at me, how righteous, how generous, how wonderful I am. I'm giving all this money to the poor, or I'm giving all this money to the building fund, or I am giving all this money to whatever. When you point attention to your good work. You're wanting to be commended. You're wanting the pat on the back, and sometimes you're probably wanting more. Jesus makes an interesting statement. Don't do this kind of thing. That's what hypocrites do. They have their reward already. And that's going to be an interesting point. What is the reward they're getting already? And somehow the implication is, whatever reward they get for their showy, ostentatious, look at me, how good I am, attitude and action, whatever that reward is, it will be vastly inferior to the reward they could have if they did it God's way. Now, I might just add, it is possible to misinterpret these verses and to be so secretive for fear of offending God that nobody knows anything, least of all yourself. Well, that's not how we do it either. Ultimately, like everything else, it's the spirit of the attitude and heart that what God is looking for, not for outward conformity to the letter of the law. We'll describe all this and discuss it very, very shortly. Let's read the entire portion from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. Our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Alms and Prayers, the beginning of chapter 6. And again, the reference is Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. These are the words of Jesus. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and that thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. A reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. Our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Alms, and prayers. We're going to learn to be prayerful friends. We're going to learn to be generous and charitable 
and we're going to do it on God's terms. Because whatever is Jesus' sayings is really God's saying. They are one and the same. Or as he put it, I and the Father are one. Not one like they're the same person, but one in their unity. So we begin with chapter 6, and the title of chapter 6 of the Gospel of Matthew is Sermon on the Mount Continued. So we're going to now get receive exhortation about charitable giving and about prayers. And that's how this chapter in Matthew begins. This principle of giving to the poor is found in all major world religions. Giving to the poor is a reflection of one's heart and piety. It tells us in Proverbs that when you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord, and God will repay you. Let's never think that the government will take care of the poor and we don't have to give another thought to it. We must never think that. At the same time, there has to be wisdom about, quote-unquote, giving to the poor. Which poor do we give? And yes, even wisdom, how do we give to the poor? By which means, which organization? And look, I, I have all kinds of things I can share on this, but it does help to do your homework. Because sometimes, and I'm not saying don't give to a large, well-known organization, but just remember, large, well-known organizations have a lot of wages to pay without ever leaving the country. Now, that doesn't mean they don't do a good job or doesn't mean that they can't be efficient. But there are some organizations that are smaller, more grassroots, but much of the money goes to the overseas project or to the poor. I'm aware of one charity where literally they take no money for themselves whatsoever. Every penny that is given goes straight to the intended recipient. They personally, at their own expense, fly to the destination where the recipients live, and they personally hand out the money and check to make sure the money is being used properly. Now, that's rather exceptional, but then I'm thinking of some incredibly exceptional people. Jesus says, the poor you'll have with you always, and you will give to them or can give to them whenever you like. Now, of course, he's talking about the poor in this life. We're not looking for a bunch of poor people in the life to come. It'll be a whole different dispensation when Jesus returns. So the principle of giving alms is important, and the principle of prayer is important as well. So let's learn more on all this. Jesus warns that almsgivers should refrain from being show-offs before other people, so as to enhance their reputation. Because if they show off, they will have no reward from the Father in heaven. He actually says that explicitly. Now, it's not to say they'll have no reward at all. They just won't have one from the one whose opinion matters the most, and that's God. It comes down to the basic principle Who do you want to please with your actions? Are you trying to impress and please people, or are you trying to please God? Remembering that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. It seems to be a no-brainer. It's always best to please God, because even enemies will be on side with you. And that's saying a lot. So who do we want to please? And remember, our flesh wants to please people, because we can see people, we can talk to people, we get you know, instant reaction from people much of the time to please God who we don't see and who we have to actually, in a mature manner, wait for his reward. It's going to be according to his terms and timing, not ours, and pleasing God, not knowing even what we're going to get for all our effort. Yeah, again, for many, it may be asking a lot, but it shouldn't, because I found that when you live a God-pleasing life, you live above the fray. 
you go the higher way, the highway, the highway of holiness, the highway of service, the highway of legacy leaving. It's a highway. So let's take a look now at giving. There is the giving of the hypocrite, the outward show that doesn't convey the inward reality. Hypocrites are, in fact, adept at giving an outward show. That's why acting and hypocrisy are very similar. Actors are hypocrites in this regard. They put on a performance, even though the performance is not the real them. But that's not considered hypocrisy in the negative sense of the word. For the simple reason, we know that the person acting is putting on an act. They're not fooling us. They're just giving what we hope is a very reasonable portrayal of the character they are acting upon. Whereas with hypocrisy, some of these people are so good, they have you convinced that they are a wholly wonderful person when they're anything but. Hypocrites love to sound the trumpet in synagogues and streets to show how much they give so they can get the approval and the commendation and the approbation of people. Jesus says they have their reward already. So the assumption is they won't be getting a reward from the Heavenly Father, but they do have a reward. The implication is the reward is earthly. It could be the applause of people. Perhaps they will reap what they sow because they gave a lot. They will do well in their business. And that's a principle God honors, even if he doesn't like the attitude. Give and it shall be given to you, says Jesus. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. The motive of the giving doesn't seem to even fit into that. The fact is, if you sow a lot of seed, you'll reap an abundant harvest. If you sow sparingly, your harvest will be small too. So the hypocrite will get a reward. They'll get praise from people. They might even reap financially because they have given generously. It's just that the reward will not be from God. And a reward from God, make no mistake about it, is far better. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 3, here's the right way to give charitably. Jesus uses an idiom about not letting the left hand know what the right hand is doing. What does this mean? It means to show complete discretion and modesty in all areas of charitable giving. Don't be conspicuous. Don't be ostentatious. Don't try to get the spotlight shined on you while you're doing this thing. That's what it's saying. And then it talks about giving in secret. And that's in Matthew 6, verse 4. Jesus goes on to encourage almsgiving be done in secret. Why? Because only God has the ability to see what is done in secret. And at the proper time, God will bless and reward you openly, not secretly. The reward of God can happen both here on earth and also in the world to come. In Proverbs 19, verse 17, it tells us, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. In other words, you will never outgive God. You'll never give to the point of bankruptcy because God will make sure you are repaid with dividends for what you have done. That's the reward you want, friends, not the reward of a pat on the back, having people tell you how wonderful you are because you gave so much to the building fund, to the missionaries, to the poor. The promise of God repaying you is one you can count on. No problems. There is also now Jesus' teaching on prayer. Matthew 6, verse 5, the same principles of almsgiving apply to prayer. Jesus warns people not to be like the hypocrites. They pray for show in synagogues and in the streets because they want to be seen and applauded by men. Apparently, they will be rewarded for their showy prayers, but it will be a temporal reward, not heavenly. 
a reward of human recognition rather than of divine commendation. So if we're not to pray show-off prayers, how do we pray? Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus encourages private praying, where you enter into your closet, close the door, pray to your heavenly Father in secret. Since God sees in secret, he will reward you openly with answers to prayer, breakthroughs, and miracles. Now, the heathen prayer is in Matthew 6, verse 7. We go from hypocritical prayer to heathen prayer. You know, sometimes they could be one and the same, though the emphasis is on heathen or those outside of Judaism, whereas hypocrites have to do with the Jewish religious elite who rejected Jesus in his day. When it comes to prayer, don't give lengthy, repetitive, and very public demonstrations. The thinking is that God is duty-bound to listen to these lengthy prayers. Also, long prayers are meant to impress people. Please understand, this is, it is not wrong to pray in public or at length. It's the motive of the heart that's the issue here, just like everything else. If we take this too literally, then we would never pray in church, we'd never pray in public, we would never have or be part of a church prayer meeting, because people will see us praying. So we need to take it in its context. It's why are we praying? Who are we trying to get through to? To people or to God? Who are we trying to impress? People or God? Jesus says in Matthew 6, 8, don't be like the heathen or the hypocrites. Remember this important fact. God already knows what you need before you ask him. That's because his nature is omniscient. Omniscient means he's all-knowing. He knows everything. So it is best to pray Jesus's way, the Bible way. Now, we will learn how to pray the Jesus and Bible way in the next lesson because it has to do with the Lord's Prayer, a wonderful prayer that we would do well to examine afresh. Now, our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Alms and Prayers. What is our lesson for life? God encourages the giving of charity and a life of prayer. Just do it according to how He prescribes. Have the right heart, and you can't go wrong. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education and thank you for liking our page. Also go to our homepage, tan, T-A-N, dot O-R-G, dot A-U, and subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter. We want to help you to become future-ready through value-added content about the Bible, victorious living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the Sermon on the Mount, for Jesus' teaching about charity, and prayer. Help us to take it in the spirit that he gave it, and help us to do so with a pure heart that is aimed to please you and not to impress people. We thank you for this through Christ our wonderful Lord. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.